0: Hey guys, it's Kelly, and I want to welcome you back to the Unbroken Podcast. So, I made a video on TikTok that's getting a lot of attention, and of course, with that attention comes a lot of ignorance. I don't know if it's because people just really don't understand what sex trafficking is and how Bringing down the sex traffickers' works or what, but it is driving me half past insane today and yesterday and the day before. So I thought I'd make an episode hoping people would maybe come here. It's a lot easier to talk on my podcast because I don't have any time restrictions like I do in a TikTok video. So, one of the number one things. ...that is being commented is name the names. And I've talked about my feelings on that before. And I'm sure I'll have to talk about my feelings on that over and over and over again. I could sit here and I could give you every single name that I know. You can't do anything with it. I have to be the one to go to the police... And I have to be the one to press those charges. And that's just how the justice system works. According to the United States Constitution, they have a right to face their accuser. And some random person that sees a video on a social media app is not an accuser. They can't do anything with it. So sitting here when someone is a survivor of one of the most horrific crimes and is sharing their story, and trying to put the focus in a certain direction, maybe we shouldn't tell them things like that, and demand them to talk about things that clearly, if they were ready to talk about, they would. Now, I've explained it so many times, and I said it, I believe it was the last episode that I did by myself, that I was a child when a lot of the sex trafficking happened. I didn't know who these people were. I didn't know what their names were. And even the ones that didn't have quote unquote elite status, I didn't even know who they were either. It's not like when I was at that house for two years that the traffickers said, hey, here's Mr. do weird name but it's just the one that came to mind and he's going to be your customer today so it's like they're not telling me who the customers are so how am I supposed to know who their names are and it's complicated and I made the video saying essentially that the celebrities are not the ones doing the trafficking and in my opinion I think we need to start demanding that we go after sex traffickers and that's the only way to stop it I mean to be honest I know a lot of people say if there's no supply or demand then there'll be no need for the supply but I think it's more the other way if there's no one to give it then There's no one or nothing to buy. But everyone has their own opinions. But see, people don't respect that. And I don't fully understand why. And a good friend of mine that is a survivor as well said it in a way that actually does make sense to me that they just like the tabloid factor and I get that, and it does. It, it makes so much sense, and I think it's true. Everybody wants to be the one that makes a video that lists names, so that way they can get the views and they can get all the attention. But the victims aren't getting any attention. The traffickers aren't getting any attention. Nobody's getting arrested. So... When we share our stories, it's very intimate, and it is on our terms. It has to be because of the sensitivity of the topic. And I just think, you know, if someone broke into my house and I made a video like, hey, I started a GoFundMe, we were robbed, it's going to take a little while, blah, 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 whatever, How many people would comment demanding to know who the people that burglarized my home were? And I know a lot of times my friends have said that they were involved in a hit and run. I don't demand from them to know who the perpetrator was. But why is it that people feel so comfortable to demand that of sexual assault and sex trafficking survivors why is it that they demand to know the names i don't get it i don't and i think it's probably one of the most disrespectful things that you can say to somebody i was trying in my video to just shift focus to say that we need to go after traffickers and unfortunately, you're not going to know who the, the names are of those people. I mean, if I said my parents' names right now, which I can't for legal reasons, only a very small portion of people would know who it is. Everyone would probably Google them and, you know, it'd be this whole thing. So why is it that I don't get to be the one to decide that in some people's minds? I definitely do and like I said for legal reasons I cannot say what my parents names are and I'm definitely not interested in doing it either even if I could I've made my peace with what happened to me and I will handle my trauma in the best way that I see fit I'm not responsible for them I'm not responsible for what they do now and I'm not responsible for what they did back then they're going to do what they're going to do, and there's nothing that I can do to stop it. If I could, trust me, I would. I've done everything in my power. And it's it's just creating so much toxicity, and it's so unnecessary. If I come across a video or a podcast episode where Somebody is sharing a certain part of their story and explaining why they're sharing that part and explaining, you know, their opinion about it. I respect them. I respect their choice and I respect that they have that choice. I don't feel like I'm in a position to tell anybody, hey, you have to tell me this. Or you have to tell me that. But I guess people just don't see it that way. I don't know if it's because they've never experienced it or like my friend said, the tabloid fever. It's hard and it makes it harder to share. And I've been reminded why I took my story off of TikTok and made my podcast. Because of these nasty comments. I'm not protecting my traffickers. I'm protecting myself. I'm protecting my family. And most importantly, I am protecting my children. And I'm always going to. And whether people like that or not, I don't care. Because they're my children. And I get to decide how I protect them. And I know the best way to protect them. You know, I had this episode recorded that I intended to post, and I referred to the show in her pieces that came out on Netflix. I think about a month ago, and there was a quote from Tony Collette's character that just really resonated with me. And she said, and um, I don't really remember it verbatim, but. She said, I used to think that hiding was my choice, but it's not. It's captivity. Nobody chooses this. And I really, really get that. This entire time I thought me hiding and moving and all of that was my choice. But in reality, it wasn't. It was what I had to do. And I wasn't given a choice Because when you have to choose between doing one thing or losing your life potentially, that's not a choice. So I feel like this is the same exact thing. We have choices and we get to make them. And all us survivors have fought so hard to be able to have choices in our lives again. And I just don't get why people don't see that. I don't get why people think, okay, cool, here's this girl saying this and that about her story. So, well, she didn't tell me enough. So now I'm going to make sure that I express my opinion that she needs to tell me more. And... If she responds, I'm going to argue and I'm going to continuously argue until she caves and she tells me everything. Why? Why? (laughs) Seriously? (sighs) My mind is so crazy right now. I have to go to the dentist tomorrow, so my anxiety is already high. And I'm not looking forward to it at all. Anyone that knows my story knows why with the trafficking and the dentists and just all that that entails. But I try. I try really hard because today, a survivor, a warrior that I have been working with for months finally got away. And... I could not be more proud of her. I mean, when I got that text that said, we're gone, my mind, oh, I just cried and cried. And then I sat and I thought, wow, I can't believe she did it. I'm so proud. She did all the hard work. I just gave a little bit of advice here and there on how to stay calm and different things like that. But she did all the work she saved herself and she had to make the choice that she wanted to it wasn't a choice I could make for her and they say that when it comes to addicts a lot and people get that you can't force an alcoholic to stop drinking they have to want to stop in order to stop but that's not transferred over into the survivor community it's just nothing's transferred over it's like I can't think of the word. Everyone just feels like they can say anything and everything that they want and they don't view us as human beings. Even if they see my face and hear my voice talking about it, I'm still not viewed as a human. I'm viewed as a statistic. I'm viewed as a link to... All the celebrities and all the politicians and all the powerful people of the world that are involved with sex trafficking and I can cure their curiosity. Why is that? Why am I not human? I started sharing on TikTok in 2020 because I wanted to put a human face to it. The first video I ever made I did a voiceover. I couldn't even talk. (laughs) And then almost all the videos that followed for at least a month or two were completely dark because I was just so scared to show my face. And eventually, that fear started to subside, but I got a lot of really supportive friends that helped me on my journey. And then I started my podcast It took me time to get where I am today. In fact, it took 10 years for me to be able to say in a public setting that I had survived sex trafficking. It took 10 years to go down to the police and say that I had been kidnapped and sex trafficked. It takes time for us to be able to get ourselves and our mind in such a safe space that we can do the things that we do. So why is it so hard to be respectful? Why is it so hard to realize that you aren't owed anything? Nobody is owed my story. Nobody is owed the intimate details that I'm still not ready to talk about. I don't owe anybody anything. I'm not making this podcast and doing my videos on TikTok because I have to. I'm doing it because I want to. And I've set my boundaries and they are ironclad. I will share when I am ready to share. I had a conversation with, the woman Diane, who was amazing and had me as a guest on her podcast. And it felt so good to talk about the things that I'm not ready to talk about. I trust her. We've built a really good friendship. But I can't see myself saying a lot of those things publicly just yet. And the biggest reason is because I don't want the backlash. I don't want the nasty comments. I don't want the demand for more details. I just don't want it. And that's why a lot of victims stay silent. And that's why this kind of toxic environment is silencing victims. They're scared to come forward. The woman that escaped today found me because of my podcast I cannot imagine if she had found me on one of my old TikTok accounts and had seen the nasty comments. She probably never would have opened up. She probably would never have felt comfortable telling her story because there are a lot that stay in silence for whatever reason they choose. And when they see a video of someone talking about it, they read the comments. And they see all the nastiness that comes with it. And I mean, can you blame them for not wanting to say more when there's somebody doing it and getting attacked? I don't know all the answers. But what I do know is taking down buyers and celebrities is not going to do a damn thing about ending sex trafficking because they are not the only ones. Out of all the clients, they made up for less than 5% of the clients that I had. And maybe that's different for other survivors. I don't know. I guess it depends on their stories. But there has been so many parents arrested for trafficking their children. And there has been, I mean, just in the beginning of March, over 100 people in just one county in the state of Florida were arrested on sex trafficking charges. And none of them were celebrities. One was a judge, a former judge from Cook County in Illinois. But it's like, why do people think this is just an elite problem, or a rich man's problem, or whatever, like, (sighs) I'm trying to wing this, and I'm mentally exhausted. (laughs) We can end sex trafficking, and the best way to do that is to spread awareness. Get rid of the conspiracy theories. Stop paying attention to them, because I guarantee you, that the sex traffickers are the ones putting out those conspiracy theories to get you to look that way so they can get away with it in a different direction. Because they've been doing this for decades the same way, and they've been getting away with it for decades. And as long as it's working, they're never going to stop. And why would they stop when nobody wants to listen to the truth They want to hear about sex trafficking, but they want to hear about the version that they think that it is. And some people think it's a kid being ordered off a furniture app. Some people think it's a big warehouse filled with tons of women and children in connex boxes that came off a boat in the Suez Canal. Some people think it's the reason Russia invaded the Ukraine, which... Makes absolutely no sense considering, like, the most human trafficking reports in any country in the world comes from Russia. It's frustrating. And it makes my job harder. It makes my soul sad. And it hurts. I want to make a difference. And I know that I did today I know that if I never made this podcast that woman never would have heard it and she never would have escaped so all I ask is if you see videos and somebody is sharing a part of their story pay attention to the message that they are saying Because there's a reason that they're saying that message. I have experienced things in my life, and I learned very young that there are things that are way worse than death. And I saw them happen, and some of them happened to me. And when I'm ready to talk about those things, oh, trust me, I will, but I'm just not ready to. And I don't know if it's because I'm not ready to accept that they actually happened. Right now, they're just a thought. But if I say it out loud, it becomes real. So I'm gonna end it there because like I said, my brain is mush, but I was just hoping maybe some people would listen to this episode. I've gotten an increase in listening listens and subscribers since i started making videos on tiktok again which i am so absolutely grateful for but i'm just hoping that maybe people can understand a little bit more we have a message that we want to get across and the message i want is who cares about the celebrities Let's focus on the traffickers because they are getting arrested. There has been a lot of arrests happening, and everyone is ignoring them. And when you're ignoring those arrests, you're also ignoring the potential of learning signs. The police generally do press conferences, and there's a lot of good information in there that you're missing out on. So, yes, there were very powerful people that I was trafficked to. Yes, there was blackmail on, well, is blackmail on those people. But there were so many others that even if I did say their names, you would have no idea who they were. And I would be put in so much danger, and your curiosity could never be cured. So be respectful, be supportive like all of y'all have been throughout this entire journey of my podcast and to the new listeners, please, please understand it's not about the celebrities. It's about ending sex trafficking and they just make up the smallest portion of it. This is a worldwide problem that does not discriminate against age, against race, against gender, against social status. It can literally be anybody. Anyone can be a victim, anyone can be a survivor. And when a survivor speaks out, listen to their message and spread their message if you truly want to make a difference. Because that's the only way that we're going to end sex trafficking is if more victims and survivors are willing to come forward and share their stories. And with how toxic the survivor community is right now, I don't really expect anyone to do that. There has been a lot of gaps in episodes because of just that. It's a lot to handle. So I hope you all have a very wonderful week. And again, thank you for all the continued love and support. You have no idea how much it means to me, especially with all the chaos that I'm dealing with right now. So I will talk with y'all soon.